uh, Toby, can you talk for a second? Okay, I'm talking right now. Uh, that was too long, Toby. He said one second. Yeah. <laughs> at at <laughs> least through Discord, you sound you sound a little bit um, grainy. Um, I know sometimes you have multiple mics. Yeah, so currently I'm using my trash mic, so it's going to sound bad to you. But let me change it right now. Okay, it should be the good mic. Yeah, that's way better. Yeah. Last time y'all decided that you wanted to try to capture some territory, particularly the informants. And you had a couple of possible heists to do that. Y'all started off looking into the Strathmill house in Crowsfoot. Uh, you knew that you were going to need to talk to a guy named Mikalash Cage, who was the headmaster of the Strathmill house. Uh, you found out that he had a lot of kids in his employ that were, like, ears on the street and would, like, run messages and things like that. But they were currently working for Rorik, so you decided that you didn't really want to, you know, mess up your good standing with Rorik itself, so... You went to Silkshore instead to meet with Madame Teslin, who operates the Red Lantern Brothel. She wanted you guys to get one of her best girls back from a casino and, and also to uh, plant a box. And uh, when y'all went there, it seemed like there was some sort of masquerade happening at the casino. Cliff and Sophia gained access to the members-only lounge by escorting one of the masked members of the casino, wearing a leviathan mask up there, along with his female companion, who I can't remember what mask she was wearing. Was it an owl? Maybe it was an owl. Well, I'll put an owl for right now. Iskra was studying a newfangled roulette machine, and Virgil stayed on lookout duty. Uh, Sophia was recognized by Leviathan and called out by name. Uh, she snuck away, planted the package, and made her escape. Meanwhile, uh, Iskra caused the distraction by tampering with the one-armed bandit to force a mega jackpot. Cliff was able to lead the best girl, uh, Millie Cypress, to safety. And Virgil dispatched the guards with a well-aimed juggler. The juggler? <laughs> uh, he summoned the ghost of a juggler and scared the guards away. Um, now, we did all of the end-of-session stuff, uh, and we did the payout, but it looks like there's a crew advancement that you guys need to figure out because y'all had enough XP to get an advancement, but y'all didn't decide on what you want to do. So with the crew advancement, you can get either a new special ability or you can mark two advancements on the crew upgrades. Just some things that I think might be uh, good for you guys to have is there's the vault... So if you want to start storing more money, uh, you're going to need to unlock the vault, which lets you store four more coins, up to eight coins. And then the second vault... You can mark it twice. The first one is four, and the second one is another eight. So yeah, if you mark one vault, then you can store eight coin total. And if you mark two vault, then you can store 16 coins total. Uh, and I think... Y'all are pretty close to advancing from a weak to a stronghold, which means that you're going to need to pay some uh, 
pay some extra coin. Another thing that might be useful is uh, Steady. That costs three advancement, but it gives everyone plus one stress box. There's also Mastery. So Mastery takes four advances, but you're gonna uh, have to have Mastery for someone to get to the fourth skill pip on their character sheet. Through advancement, your characters can get up to three pips, but if you want that fourth pip in a particular skill, you're gonna have to advance uh, into mastery. My vote is one tick in the vault and one tick in either underground maps or thief rigging. Because thief rigging seems useful as heck. Thief rigging is just too free, too free load for tools and gear. Right. So I, the advantage I see of, of that is if we wanted to go with light load more often, I guess that would mean that we could have extra stuff but look like we're not carrying much. I find myself not using, for most of our heists at least, not using all of my my pips anyway. Yeah. I mean, you only so. use your lightning staff to kill people because that's and just that what you do. free. So, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. So. No, I mean, I've used, like, my deception documents and a few other things like that. No. But I think the most I've ever used is, like, three. I'd be fine with it. I'm just not sure we'll get tons of uh, utility out of it. I mean, to me, it's a difference between, like, being able to use armor and not. <laughs> so I that's, mean, that's like, true. nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's a good point. When does a lady of your significance not need armor? The, the other option is, instead of an upgrade, is to take patron. Which, when you advance in tier, costs half the coin normally would. Which is the other way of... Like, instead of stashing more coin, just pay less coin. But I think I'd rather have more longer-term upgrades. So the other thing you said was underground maps and passkeys, is that right? I see that being useful. Especially the more we go into this kind of thing, having easy access, you know, off the streets. So we want to use one of our upgrades for underground maps, for sure? I think one for vault, for sure. What uh, what, what about steady? I'm seeing that here. I kind of burned through a lot of my stress. It feels like we kind of do that, too. The reason we're not going yeah. for that. So with study, it you're gonna have to put three upgrade boxes in there total. Oh. But that would mean if you put one in there now, then the next time around y'all could drop an entire oh, upgrade. In there okay. I, I was seeing it as like we can add up to three uh, stress boxes. Is that not? That's not how it is. No, uh, you have to put in three upgrades to get that extra. Same thing with Mastery, how Mastery, once the entire thing is filled, then you get the ability. I see. That being the case, yeah, Steady's nice, but three upgrades nice? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm fine with just doing, like, the frigging. I mean, we need Vault. Or Vault. We do kind yeah, of need Vault. <clears throat> Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I yeah, kind of, I'm kind of with you in that. I don't really think we need thief rigging at this point. We don't seem to be using a lot of our equipment. You know, very rarely do we hit that max. Uh, so it's not a priority, I feel like, right this second. But patron would be nice. Uh, I do think underground maps and pass keys would be, could be very useful very quickly. Uh, now that we're not, you know, scrubbed here anymore. Yeah. Yep. I went ahead and ticked underground maps and vault. So if we're... We're good with that. I'm. Yep. I'm good with that. Sure. So uh, one final thing uh, that was to do is that y'all rolled the entanglement unquiet dead. <laughs> so like normally how how this game works is that like the entanglement happens during downtime. Maybe not every time, but sometimes the entanglement's gonna be happening during your next heist, just because I think that that's gonna be more interesting. Oh um, boy. 
like some some of the entanglements wouldn't make sense to happen during the heist, but I've got an idea for this particular oh, one. Oh no! Jeremy's translation for the word "interesting" means potentially <laughs> lethal for his players. Yes. If he's excited about something, it's never a good thing. I think we should give Jeremy the benefit of the doubt here. Why? The last two, the last two heists we've done have been been fun and not dreary. So we we haven't had to kill an astronaut against our wishes, which we'll means that, that it's been building up. <laughs> I will say that if you do that, you have to remember that there's certain things that wouldn't happen. So like, if 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 the thing is unquiet dead and, and we have to fight a ghost. And that makes our score louder and creates more heat. We shouldn't get that heat because it's not supposed to happen that way. So you have to for encapsulate un- its effects. So for Unquiet Dead, it says a rogue spirit is drawn to you. Perhaps it's a past victim. Acquire the services of a Whisper or Railjack to attempt to destroy or banish it or deal with it yourself. Um, they can hire an NPC by using the Acquire Asset Downtime activity. Roll the NPC's quality level as a fortune roll to see how well they deal with the spirit. I mean, we do have somebody who constantly fucks with ghosts, so... Yeah, I mean, I am a whisperer, and Jeremy said that a whisperer is someone who can deal with this. What what I'm afraid of by having this sort of thing happen is like what happened in the first downtime episode that we had, where it wound up being a heist in and of itself, because, like... There was, uh, I think it was the same thing, Unquiet Dead happened, and Virgil wound up shooting lightning at an NPC (laughs) that he found, and, you know, Sophia fell into the canal, and they both got, you know, kind of fucked up in downtime. And I think we wound up getting heat and stuff for that anyway. Yeah. So... Well, I think the heat that happened from that was because of, like, devil's bargains and pushing people. I mean, I think it's a great idea. It's a neat twist. You just have to make sure it doesn't turn into a... It doesn't overtake the heist and turn it into a shit show full of heat and murder. All the entanglement's supposed to do is basically suck up one downtime activity dealing with it. So, it's just gotta have that similar kind of effect on on us during during the score, you know? Okay. So now he has to totally okay, rethink yeah, what I he see. was doing. No, I mean... <laughs> Like, I've had an idea for something brewing for a while, and I was just going to use that as an excuse to do it anyway. So, in in that case, since y'all used all of your downtime activities, uh, in order to deal with the Unquiet Dead, you would need to spend a coin for an extra downtime activity. Cliff, you can give people an extra downtime activity, right? Um, That's part of my ability. I have one extra that I can give. I feel like we used that last time, though. Yeah, I don't think I would have let it go into waste. Because I've still got... Well, I wouldn't. I don't have enough stress to use it. We're rolling in coin. If you pay one coin, then we can let Virgil make a, a tune roll to try to... You know, maybe the juggler fell, followed them home. And now you've got a juggler in your basement. Why is there a juggler in our basement? So I'll spend a coin. And now I'm making a tune roll, you said? Uh, yep. Two, three, and six. Alright, uh, so what do you do with the juggler ghost? Well, I, uh, I tell, I compel it to go, to go spook a, a street vendor instead. And then I, uh, I steal the toasted bread that he was, uh, toasting before he ran away screaming from the juggler ghost. Well, now we're up some bread. I mean, I was just gonna, I was just gonna when, eat it. When I said this morning, let's get this bread, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what you guys want to do this time around? So we're going to heist, right? 
So, uh, yeah, so it's heist planning time. So a heist could be trying to take territory, right? It, yeah, y'all could try to take some more territory. If someone has an idea for a heist that they want to do, you could try to gather information to see if there's an opportunity for it. Uh, for instance, if you wanted to fill your new vault with coin, but you didn't really, like, you could try to talk uh, see if you could find a job just for some easy money. Um, or if there was an asset that you wanted to acquire. You know, if if you can think of something, we can try to figure out a way to make it work. One of, one of the cool things about Blades in the Dark is that, you know, it doesn't have to be completely story-driven. Like, I have some story ideas that I can do if y'all just want to do that, but... I don't want this to turn into, like, campaign dungeon crawl. It's not me telling a story with you guys playing in it. We're all telling a story together. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how this game's supposed to work. So I don't want to make a ton of decisions ahead of time. Please don't make me railroad you guys with what Jeremy's saying. Yeah. Like, it, it is very much in my nature to try to come up with a story and tell a story. And I've been trying to push back on that with myself like i've got some ideas for things that i think would be cool to happen but i don't want to force that yeah. on you well i guys. think part of it is you know, we're kind of every little thread we've got we've we've kind of covered in in time so i guess at this point we kind of need some more dangling threads or to come up with our own dangling threads to uh to sort of explore this and, yeah. yeah i mean there's nothing saying that you guys can't make a role and then tell me what that role told you like you could be like hey i want to go talk to you know like cliff could go talk to jaren to find something out make a role and if tobias has a cool idea for a heist that jaren might have told him we can go with that we never found a fence for that electroplasmic garbage right that's right yeah you still have that barrel of electroplasmic goo glowing in your workshop and also are the lamplacks gone or just like recuperating? Oh yeah, no, the lamplacks are gone. So I would imagine with them being recently gone, uh, there's a little bit of a power vacuum. So if we wanted to grab turf now, it might be easier than waiting till there's no more turf left to grab. I mean, that's a good idea. Go ahead and grab what used to be theirs. So, so I guess that's a mechanic question. Normally, when you do a score to get turf, it comes from somewhere. Because we're so close to the destruction of the Lamplax, can we take it from the remnants of the Lamplax? Because otherwise it's going to be either the Crows or the Red Sashes. Like, in-game, like, I think, what, like, a month passed since Cliff was in jail? Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess we haven't really, we never really capitalized on it, that's fair. Yeah, I feel like maybe someone else is making inroads, it, trying to make inroads into, into Crow's Foot, but, so it wouldn't necessarily have to be from... The crows are the red sashes, but they probably did take a lot of it. The red sashes were specifically going after the lamp blacks because they were uh, competing drug traders. Yeah. Well, I know the lamp blacks have an ally in their smugglers. One thing we could talk about would be if individual characters have things that they've been like doing. Well, I right, mean, so my, my vote is let's find a fence for this thing because it'll. It'll get it off our table. Obviously, no one's ever going to do it during downtime. We could we could turn that into a score. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of ticks, so we we made some progress on it. But since it's a clock, you have to make progress on it, which I guess would mean 
taking more downtime activities. I'm just saying, like, turn it into a score. Throw the clock away and turn it into a score is my what I was saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. For lack of any other scores that make sense. So if we're going to make that into a score, then let's try to find some information about it. So who wants to try to gather information on that? I'll do that. You tell it varies. me. Yeah, it varies. So for gathering information, you're going to tell me how you're going about trying to find this fence. And based on how you're trying to find it, that's how we decide which skill you're rolling. So there's two there's two sections already marked out. So we've made some progress. Do we has that already been uh like the fiction already been determined for that or can we do that now? I I think that Kevin spent a downtime activity working on that, like schmoozing about trying to find some information. Okay. Um, Sounds right. Well, I'll go ahead and use that information, the names, just asking around or looking up, see who these influential people are. How can I discover X? How can I discover a lead among these names? I mean, probably like study your survey, right? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, pick what you're best at and make it... I'm gonna... Well, I was just... I was... uh, I I mean, I was reading the the question here, but yeah, consort. That's pretty much what I'm doing is, you know, reaching out to these names, seeing who knows who, where Sophia may have got the information more, you know, out of the the bedroom. I'm kind of following up, you know, contacts of contacts and and that kind of thing. How dare you? So if you if you do this at our tavern, you're gonna get a plus two to your roll. Plus you get two. plus one for informants. Alright, so we'll say it's controlled. But it's up to you. Fact, uh, plus two or two bonus dice? It's plus a plus one dice. die. Yeah. Okay. Alright, double sixes. Uh, six four six. Oh nice. So that's a critical. Heck yeah. And we are going for the loyal fence, right? With a critical success, why don't you roll up a few names on the name generating table and tell me who you found that seems open to this. Okay, so the first one I've got a uh, name of Quillina. Oh, that's a fun name. I like this. I think we're going to go with uh, Sabina Half-Off. Sabina half off. Yeah. That's, good. that's pretty sounds good like, for offense. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's that it. That's fun. it. Sabina Sabina half off is gonna be our fence. And we'll say that maybe she also hangs out in the same circles as Sophia. Something like, you know, the, the brothel trade, maybe dabbles in a little uh drug trafficking, that kind of thing. But uh she surprisingly has connections, you know, with the, the higher ups as well, and not just, you know, street folk surprisingly rich people do drugs all the time yeah but like she specifically has worked her way up into uh in the higher echelons of society she's made it you know as pretty much as a fence or a trafficker can possibly do that uh where's she based out of uh well we've been in silkshore recently and i was just thinking it'd be great to have a bit of more of a hold there so you know what we'll say silkshore not too far from where we were at last time yeah, while, we're, while we were in the neighborhood, just did some talking around. We were the Silverstack Casino last time on the banks of the high water. But we'll say, what was the, the red lamp? That was... um. That was the brothel. Right. Okay, yeah, okay. So there was the casino that we ransacked the place, and the red lamp was uh, the brothel that we worked for. I wouldn't so, say we ransacked the casino. No, you did, specifically. Yeah, we didn't. You did. <laughs> Uh, so how about we say that uh, uh, Sabina Halfoff is over here by the Bridge of Coin? Makes sense. 
Well, she's probably got she probably got a couple offices. I, I like when I think about location. You know, we probably actually did connect with uh who, who was the one that um uh Madam Tesla. Yeah, Madam. Yeah, so she probably actually helped put us in touch with uh, Sabina as well. And I imagine Sabina's got like she's probably doesn't have a a static office since she kind of works all across society. But we can certainly meet here. Maybe there's a small pub. At the Bridge of Coin? Okay. I mean, uh, Coin Kisser's got to eat, too. Doing uh, a work okay, lunch. So, so you, uh, you're meeting with her here in this, uh, uh, in this small pub. I'm imagining, like, a gyro shop over <laughs> here near the Spark Grounds. Uh, so they've got the meat tornado. <laughs> no, 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 it's gonna be, it's gonna be a gentrified gyro shop. So rather than just having a sandwich that they just kind of carved it's kind of an upscale place there's like a brick facade wall it's obviously fake that's there they have yeah. their menu written and a really feel. clean chalkboard you know a chalkboard that's way too clean for being what it is it's definitely for you know the the richer customer that wants to feel like they're eating street food yes yeah it's got a mushroom what, yeah what's this uh meat tornado actually made out of it's a fake meat tornado yeah it's like it's made out of resin. soy yeah, I was, <laughs> not about resin, but... Uh, no, like, it's just <laughs> completely decorational. They keep all the actual food in the back where it's not going to attract flies. Right, And yeah, have, they... like, display food out where people can order from. Just like they have, like, wax fruit on the table. Yeah. They have a wax, a wax, uh, whatever you call it, like a spit. <laughs> it, it just spins. And, like, there's a light. Instead of it being, like, an actual grill, it's just yeah, a red light it's behind it. It's just a light, yeah. <laughs> no yes. heat whatsoever. <laughs> There's there's some glowing plants underneath wax flames. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, y'all meet with Sabina Halfoff here. She dresses very nicely. Uh, you can tell that she runs in some uh, some well-to-do circles. She has a prominent gold nose ring, and her hair is like half straight and half dreadlocks on one side. Let's see. She's wearing kind of a uh, a gold and green shimmery tight-fitting dress. When you enter this pub and see her sitting there, uh, she has a uh, uh, one of the uh, house specials, which is this like big roasted. Obviously, it's a mushroom, but it's got some sort of seasoning on it. Smells delicious on. Uh, pounded flat bread with some sauce and unspeakable vegetable but yeah. <laughs> you say unspeakable vegetable he did you gotta make this a cthulhu thing right he does you can't pronounce it that's why it's delicious it's always eggplant though <laughs> so yeah you're able to meet with sabina here uh she's very interested in this barrel full of goo that you say that you have. I mean, you got a critical success, so you're gonna get everything that you want and then some, so Whoa. my gut is telling me to just go ahead and give y'all that hold. So I, I kind of read that as me rolling as kind of like an engagement roll. I thought we were doing a heist. So while, yes, that puts us in a great position, if Sabina wants to, you know, give us a test... Before we agree to work together, I think narratively that would be a good thing. So, you know, I've, I've definitely yeah. brought a little vial of the, the stuff here. If she wants, you know, just have it. It's a free sample, basically. You know, maybe not, 
hand it to her here in public, but at least let her know that here, I've got to, if you want to test it yourself here as a free sample on the house, you know, if she, if she wants, if she wants to give us some sort of job, you know, to sort of test us, that's where I can see this going okay. because we, we are established, but we're still new in town. So yeah, that's what I assumed also. Okay. Yeah. So you like flash that vial at her and she just calmly puts her hand out like she's, you know, interested in it. And she said, uh, when she examines it, she says, ah, this is high quality Leviathan Icker right here. Where did you come across? Well, never mind. <laughs> um, I, I understand these things. Yeah. Uh, I, I would. I was about to say, are you really going to demand provenance over here? Like, <laughs> you know, we, we sometimes, fun. sometimes things can fall in your lap. Sometimes you. Fill you know, you find a, you find a, yeah, sometimes they follow the shop. Sometimes you just seize your contacts. We, uh, you know, I don't know how much we can supply in the future. However, you, we are a bit of a wholesaler. So set up an agreement for future opportunities. Plus, look, I mean, we're happy to tell you where we got it, but that just costs extra. <laughs> well, she smiles and say, hmm, well, if, uh, if you're able to supply more, that's, that's, that would be wonderful. I definitely know someone who's willing to buy. But I assume that you didn't just come here for this one-time transaction. People of your caliber probably need someone reliable. What is that supposed to mean? Occasionally, <laughs> in our lines of business, people acquire things and need them off their hands. And I happen to be someone who can get you in touch with the right people for a fee to move product. Yeah, sometimes it's difficult to establish that customer base. I have quite a wide customer base already established throughout the city, so you don't have to worry about that. And there is, of course, a small transaction fee, but small. it's nothing that we can't work through. Okay. Now, that being said, this is the first time that we've worked together, and... If you are going to wish to use my services, sometimes I might wish to use yours, and I'd like to see exactly what you're made of. Uh, I trust bones. I trust and muscles that you are uh, and blood. Kate, Iskra, let uh, I, <laughs> let <laughs> there are internal <laughs> organs <you're> involved. <laughs> you can. Sh- it, we haven't house trained Iskra yet. Just please, <laughs> please, Sabine, don't don't get the wrong idea. Yes, I I understand how those uh you know the the like the, the the geniuses are the weirdest ones. That's a, pr- a price you pay when you work with a genius like us gray hair. I don't think I've ever been called yeah, a genius before. That's a weird way to say prima donna, but you're not wrong. Well, and the people from Severos tend to be If you're going to be racist English. over here, I might have to stab you. I'm going to kick Iskra under the table. Why are you kicking me? Just <laughs> I'll get you. I, I, I whisper every disc. I'll get you your organs later. Just let her finish. Don't don't let her think we're too weird. Yeah, I um, wouldn't want to be honest with our person here. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Correct. <laughs> if you are able to uh, acquire something of this magnitude, I can only imagine the sort of trouble you might have gone through to get this. I have a client who is currently seeking someone to acquire something for them. Perhaps this is, uh, this could be up your alley. Could, uh, really cement our relationship together if you were able to acquire this for me. Okay. What, what is this? I can make literal cement if that's what you need. (laughs) 
No. Back before the Cataclysm, it's my understanding that magic was uh, a more common thing in our world. That there was there were magicians on every street, adventurers who would go out and fight monsters. Long before this world became a blasted wasteland and the sun was destroyed. In the time since then, as uh, the world has changed, we've had to build our city up. One of my clients recently learned that uh, item they were looking for may very well be in an old cistern below the city. A long rod of some uh, ancient wood. <laughs> Tell us about your uh, rod. <laughs> Tell us about the long rod of wood. <laughs> Apparently, it uh, has a crystal in it that glows very brightly. It's got intricate, ornate, silver inlay. That's as much as the client could tell me about it. Now, I do happen to have a map here that could lead you to the cistern, but uh, I've yet to find anyone that wishes to delve down into those sewers Ooh. Uh, to try to find this thing. Sewers, you say. So this is a job for treasure hunters, is what you're telling us, Sabina. Someone willing to get a little dirty to find something that will probably be dangerous to get to. I mean, Cliff loves jumping into the nasty canals, so... Gonna kick Esker under the table again. <laughs> Why are you kicking me? Gonna kick her again. Because <laughs> you deserve it. I'm gonna stop healing you. We talked about appropriate implying you ever started to begin with. Anyway, so okay, Sabina. Well, uh, any details you have that you can give us as far as this map is concerned, we can certainly get on this and find out what we can. I'm sure this is a uh, doesn't sound like a job that's beyond the kin of of Moxie, my fellows here. Well, we'll knock it out without a hitch. Uh, so she hands you a map. Uh, it's. It's on this uh, paper parchment, but it does not look comprehensive. It looks like a okay. hand-drawn map that someone might have scrawled in a tavern. Okay. But I do believe that y'all now have some tools that might help you understand it a little bit better. Okay. Well, if we're done here, uh, Sabina, well, you know, I'll, I'll take uh, my leave. We'll take our leave from her and get to planning. All right. Yeah. Uh, she'll... Let you head on out, you know, raise her glass to your new relationship as business partners and wish you luck. Okay, well, that's pretty much that. Uh, I think since this is pretty much, would we say that sort of substitutes the engagement role? No. No? No, yeah. It cut down a lot of barriers okay. between you and her, like, normally because of the people that she, you know, rubs elbow with. Uh, people like y'all would have a harder time getting in contact with her. Okay. But your contacts really pulled through for you. Okay, cool. That, that makes sense, then. I guess we're gonna go sewer diving. Uh, not me. Who, uh... That's an Instagram job. Does anyone want to make any preparations before we go? Or do we just want to roll for it and go? Um, well, I mean, you just said there's a map, and we're gonna... You said, you said there were tools to interpret it. Is that just going to be part of the engagement? Didn't y'all just get sewer maps? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so we're just yeah. going to roll that as part of the engagement then? Uh, yeah, that'll definitely help out. Well, I think any prep will be flashback sort of deals that happen in the game itself. I think that's really right. kind of it. Uh, did she did we, did she give us any information about the person that's asking for this specifically? Uh, never nope. asked about the client. Okay. What, um, looking at the map, like how much water... 
This looks like this is like flooded sewers or dried out old sewers. Can we tell? It's probably gonna be a mix of both. Like with how you figured out where this thing is, it does look like it's underneath Charter Hall because Charter Hall's the oldest district of city. So like there's gonna be sewers that are currently in use, and then there's gonna be the undercity underneath that, which is partially flooded in places, but there are pla- other places where the retaining wall, the retaining walls have held up. All right, I'm good then. All right, well, let's go ahead and do that roll. Who wants to do it? I'll do it. One die for luck, right? Yep. I mean, what is our plan? Just follow the map and find this thing, that's it? I mean, I feel like any planned stuff would happen in the adventure as far as... I'm still trying to reach find a balance for, like, what we as players planned beforehand and what we just let happen as flashback. I'm trying to see if we can get the die for being bold and daring, but, I mean, it's not... We're not really doing anything exciting. We're just going to go into the sewers and find this thing. The best thing I think of would be if we could try to research what this item is or the specific area. Uh, if we can match up the map, like, you say it's under Charter Hall, but is it under a particular mansion or a particular building, you know, that we may be able to sort of match up to see what we may might be facing, if anything. Actually, why don't you make a gather information roll for this? And I'd say that you can get a bonus die with your maps that you currently have. Okay. And remember, we have performance. So this would be like a study roll or survey roll, maybe? Yeah, I could go for either of those. Okay. We'll see. We'll do your sturdy. This is controlled. Or, or study. <laughs> Not sturdy. Uh, controlled. Standard effect with one bonus dice. Six and a five. Tabitha, why'd you roll Tinker? I was going to try to do something, but I failed. Well, what was it? Well, now I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> she she wasn't healing me. This girl works. wasn't healing me. It wasn't touching me. It wasn't even, She was no. in the building, the building next to me. Now, I thought that maybe I could use some of my contacts and my tinkering skills to extract some gills from a leviathan to help us breathe underwater since we're going to be climbing into a cistern. Uh, but it looks like I was not able to do that. Turns no, out I think they you don't. Were in don't fact work. able to do it? Yeah. No, you got them, and it'll work. I rolled a one, Jeremy. This did not function. Oh, you're right. It works. Yeah, but Iskra doesn't know that. <laughs> Again, you're not touching me. Here, put these gills in your mouth. Nope, that's a Virgil job right there. <laughs> All right. So what? So one die for luck. What else we getting for engagement? Okay. So so what Cliff was able to find out with that study roll is that what you're gonna be looking at, like going down into the trying to get to the undercity is you've got a couple of different options. There was a door that y'all kind of, like, blocked off underneath the Cliff Claw Law. You could use that to get into the sewers. Or you could go through a couple of the different sewer entrances. There are specific places in the sewers where you're able to access the Undercity itself, and it's kind of maze-like down there, but you should be able to navigate the Undercity to the uh, cisterns using the maps that you have. But there's not really a good way to access the Undercity directly without going through the sewers first. Okay. So I guess the question I was kind of looking for is that there's not really a direct match. If we look at the map and what's above it, there's not like the police station or some rich family's house right above where the item would be. No, this is probably in the old city that we built the current city on top of, and it doesn't quite match up. Who's we? Okay, well, it sounds like I was able to find it, an easy path from our law offices to where we need to go, at least, so there's that. Yeah. So that'll definitely give y'all a bonus die. Okay. You get one die for luck, 
you get one die for each major advantage. So having your maps helps. Mm -hmm. uh, having charted out a course already is going to help. Can anyone else think of any other advantages y'all might have for this? Iskra loves getting getting dirty and nasty in the sewers. So Iskra was living underneath the law office for a long time um, before she what? became wealthy enough to not do that anymore. You were a mole person? <laughs> I wouldn't say she tunneled her way from the new world. Listen, just because I dug my way down there and made myself a cozy little hobbit hole does not make me a mole person. I'm working on that, but it turns out that mutations are harder to graft onto a living person than I thought they would be. But I have a little bit of familiarity with some of the Undercity. Maybe that could help? I, yeah, I can go for that. Okay. <laughs> so are any enemies or rivals interfering in the oper operation? Uh, yes, there is someone interfering, so that's minus one die. Wait, wait, Who's what? interfering? Y'all didn't find out, now did you? Well, pissed hearts. Do we have to narratively know that, or is that just a secret DM thing? No, that's something he's going to fuck us over with later. So negative. A higher tier target also gives you minus 1D. You hear him what? not denying this? Okay. Well, I mean, like when we went to the noodle place, there was a ghost that was following us there at one point. The little girl? I, I'm, I'm guessing that that might have something to do with this. I'm not sure. Okay, so we're at two dice right now. Wait, two? Two dice. Because we had four, and then we lost two because... One was an enemy, and you said... One, because it's the higher tier than us. Okay. So we got a two and a five rolled. Yeah. All right. So that means that you're going to, it's a good result. Uh, you're in a, or a mixed result. You're in a risky position when the action starts. So you guys move the stuff out of the way of your basement uh, in the quarters that y'all had uh, to access the underground. Particular sewers that are around cliff claw law they're not too bad they're not too noxious but as you start making your way down these cramped tunnels you know you start getting to more of the water and the effluvia running towards the canals there are the squeaks of underground rats as you pass through the tunnel uh you see some glowing roots from giant park have broken through the uh the brickwork that's overhead and you have these glowing roots dangling down into part of the sewers dipping down into the nutrient filled waters uh <laughs> they're flowing by i'm gonna very carefully harvest some yeah you uh you do know uh everyone knows that those uh those plants are incredibly toxic i said carefully uh, yeah. i'm wearing gloves always I agree that you can get it. I just want to make sure you know that it's not the sort of thing you want to eat or give to someone that you particularly like. As you make your way down these tunnels, every now and again, you like see other people walking down uh, some of these sewers. It's not unknown for people to use these ways of moving about even more unseen than you would in the darkness up above. Uh, people tend to leave each other alone down here. So like it's common courtesy uh, you see someone off in the distance to let them go their way before you approach them. and It's one of the reasons why y'all blocked off the door to the, your quarters once you found out that it was down there. Because you know that you probably had some squatters down there at some point. You definitely had one. There are definitely people who live their lives out down here in the sewers. But you make your way further on and you find a spiral staircase that leads down deeper into the sewer. Uh, it's 
set off from the side of one of the paths. There's not like a channel of sewage flowing down into it or anything. But the metal railing is cold and clammy. It's uh, rusty and it squeaks horribly in places and groans as you go down and down and down. Probably like 50 feet down this circular smooth staircase until the stairway opens up into a much bigger chamber than you would have expected. You had all heard stories about how Duskwall had been built upon the remnants of an older city, but you kind of figured that that meant if you go into someone's basement, there's another basement underneath that that used to be someone's living room or things like that. But what you found is a massive cavern about a hundred feet tall. It basically looks like a city with a ceiling. Uh, there are buildings down here, old, old buildings of architecture that you don't really recognize. It's a non-Euclidean, Jeremy. It's not non-Euclidean. It's not Cyclopean or anything like that. This was <laughs> definitely made for people, but of a completely different culture and architecture style than the city that's up above like every like hundred yards or so there are these thick steel beams that run up from the ground to the ceiling up above supporting the the massive ceiling like it, it's dark down here you cannot tell how far this chamber goes neat huge old city under the city so we're, we're going down the spiral staircase and we see this cavern stretched out before us does the staircase continue to go further and further down the staircase will finish going down that extra 100 feet to the bottom but it doesn't continue to go beneath that city it stops there is there there's no other sort of you know off ramps any sort of like terraces or anything or the only exit, the very bottom of the cavern. Yeah, you feel like when maybe this thing was first constructed, that this entrance was left as a way for maintenance crews to come down here to check those steel girders to make sure that all of that stuff doesn't collapse and bring the other city down on top of it. But just thinking about Duskwall and thinking about the void sea that's nearby, this thing is well below sea level by at least a hundred feet. Absolutely. That's comfortable to think about. All it takes is one one fissure, one slight earthquake to bury us <laughs> and bury everything under tons of water. So there are there are so on the staircase there are ways we can get on top of the girders, but it's not like we would because you know, it's, there's really no other way to get down, really, without just taking the staircase. There's probably, like, catwalks and stuff up near the girders, but they're old things. Like, some of them are steel, some of them were very temporary rope and wood that's long rotten away. So, uh, if you're continuing to follow the map, you can make your way down to the bottom and start picking your way through this old city. The streets are made of cobblestone, the buildings themselves aren't the stone that you're used to the stone and steel of duskwall but rather it's like some sort of ancient wood that you don't really recognize it's rotten in some places but other places are very well preserved there are thatched uh roofs tile roofs it's kind of a mishmash 
but it doesn't look like again it's not the sort of like gothic architecture that you're used to walking through it it's very different super super old and he said it's different culturally so it's just yeah alien yeah there's like a statue of like an octopus thing with bat wings tentacles everywhere nope. none no, no statue. you, you sure jeremy no. i mean not that you can there's see a, there's a sign that says welcome to blight town there's a church that says uh esoteric order of dagon in front of it <laughs> Alright, thank you all for listening to Moxie. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment on SoundCloud, Podcasts, or wherever you listen. If you'd like to hear more from Jeremy, you can check out his Amazon page. If you'd like to see some of the cute squids and other sea creatures and penguins and whatnot that Tabitha makes, you can visit her on Etsy at Quiet Nova Studios. Alright, so that is it for now. So thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. You find yourself below ground in the city, making your way, following your map to where the cistern's at, uh, when you hear shuffling in the distance. Okay, so we're at the bottom of the ground level of this. Are we in like a, what was a residential type of area? Yeah, like it's kind of hard to tell because, again, you're not that familiar with this architecture, but maybe a mix of residential and commercial. You don't see anything that looks industrial. Okay. You say shuffling. Is it like in the next house over there's somebody there or is it like in the distance we can hear something? Like down the street in the direction that you need to go, it sounds like there are a people or ten. Okay walking around i'm gonna throw on my fine spirit mask and see what i can see in the ghost field okay that's awesome i'm not even gonna make you roll because you don't see anything jeremy was gonna be like oh awesome your head explodes you die (laughs) i uh try and get everybody else else's attention you all hear shuffling noise that up there right yes 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 yeah yeah there's no uh spirit energy at all is there supposed to be First people? I mean, you got a glow to you, bro. <laughs> There's no other glow. Yeah. What's the color of Cliff's aura? Well, I think in the past I've just said that ghosts are kind of like blue, like um, bright blue, and then people are sort of a duller gray. So everybody looks gray. So Cliff looks gray. <laughs> so I get I get across that um, that point that I don't think that whatever is making that noise. It's found some way to either hide its spirit energy or it doesn't produce it. So it's something else. So the rest of us that can't see spirit energy, how are we seeing in the dark? Or is there some sort of light down here? I'm holding a lantern. Okay. Probably we should all be carrying lanterns. Can we look around at the environs and see if it's been disturbed? Like, is everything dusty around here? Do we seem to be the first people that have come down here in a while? Or I'm carrying a fistful of bioluminescent moss. Just, you just <laughs> grabbed it out of the sewer. You just have a, a, a handful of dirt. You're welcome. It was in my pocket. <laughs> just in your pocket, you know. <laughs> it's completely normal. It is. So I think that that makes it easier for people to see you more than it makes it easier <laughs> for thing you to see other things. So it doesn't look like people come down here a lot, but uh, you can't imagine that there would be a place like this that people just you know avoided okay yeah that makes sense we're not like they're they're definitely like 
pathways through the ancient dirt and debris and detritus of people walking through here. Okay, that's pretty much for just, just verifying that. So my vote is for us to give this noise source a wide berth yep. and ignore it altogether. Just leave it alone. It's well, probably more he afraid did of say us it's than we along the path that we've been given. Well, so this is a big city. We can, path. We, can, yeah, we can take the long way around. Yeah, okay. So, um... But knowing Jeremy, it's going to be How y'all going to go right about there. doing that? How you going to avoid these people and find the new route? We have a map. Uh-huh. Done. Read the map. We read the <laughs> yes. Map. Roll map use. We're going to okay. look at the map. I'm going to open up Google Maps. I'm going to type in the address. <laughs> I'm going to put the point around it. Probably no <laughs> yep. signal 100 feet under the ocean. I've got a, I've got a hot spot. <laughs> I, I will flash back to say that I downloaded pre-cache <laughs> the map on my on my phone yeah. beforehand. It's a stress, right? <laughs> oh, but you're going to have to do another flashback to make sure you charged it. I'm not you, Jeremy. <laughs> I've charged into, my phone. Plug it into Iskra's weird nonsense moss. Y'all are trying to get past these people without being seen, though, right? I mean... Broadly, we're nowhere near them, so I just want to take a wide berth. I mean, I mean we're carrying plus... light sources. I feel like we've been seen, like that ship has sailed. He's not said it yet, so I think we can keep trying to avoid them. <laughs> this is Jeremy we're talking about. We're going to have to fight this thing, whatever it is. Yeah, watch it be in the place we need. So I think that probably avoiding, like doing the reading the map to find another way, that's going to be like a, a study maybe study a document close scrutiny gather information and apply that knowledge i've got one pip in study i've got one one, i think i kevin i'd say survey make could work because i mean if we want some of us look at the map you know someone's got a better survey i've got one pip in both so i don't have anything in in survey a survey? No, nothing. Garbage. You don't pay me to look at things. I'll go ahead and uh, I'll roll a study check then. Okay, so we'll say it's still it, it's, it's probably a controlled. Uh, no, you start in a risky position because of your engagement roll. Oh, even though we rolled a five. You're closer to these people than you feel comfortable. About okay. If you're trying to avoid risky, them when you notice we'll them. Risky. say standard effect. I'm gonna hold my lantern really close so that I can uh I can help him out for what is that one stress. That's uh, how stressful, yeah. What's your current stress level? A high. Okay, well, you could help me out or someone else could help me out holding the lantern. I'll I mean, save I my foresight help. to later. This is uh, probably not this big of a deal as we're making it. So uh, we'll say uh, you're going to help me for one dice, Iskra. You burn one stress to hold the lantern. Uh, I will go ahead and push my... Well, is it really that important? Yeah, two stress to help me. I'd need, I can burn some stress. So I'll get another bonus dice. I'm rolling two plus my one is two, five, five. So a five. Five. Because we're, we're definitely trying to read this map. You know, Iskra, hold the, hold the light. I can't see. And, and I'm trying to, okay, we follow the street. That should put us away enough berth. So, all right, I think we found it. This doesn't look to be dangerous. Okay. It seems like a safe path. Let's do it. So you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You have reduced effect you end up in a desperate position. Kevin, what do you think might be a good consequence or complication here? I mean, the other way could be worse. Or bad in a different way. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone have a good idea on how that might be bad in a different way? I mean, the first thing that pops into my mind is toxic sludge. Yeah, I sort of think of the same. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe our pockets get filled with, like, crap, so now we have to have an extra load or something of just, like, mud. 
Yeah, so like you take a look at this map and you see that there's next to this road, there seems to be a small channel or uh, old dried up canal that would take you in the same sort of direction, but maybe offer you some sort of concealment from uh, whoever or whatever is on that road. So yeah, you uh, go that way. It looks empty, but when y'all jump in it, you find uh, that it's like knee-deep knee ancient mud that is, you know, just super thick. It's got an incredibly foul odor. Perhaps this was an old open air sewage system or something like that. But it's getting in your boots. Y'all are getting real gross in here. So I think that complication is just that... Um, we smell real bad. <laughs> well, it's great more than usual. Yeah, y'all y'all are going to smell bad. So yeah, y'all are, y'all are real stinky right now. Uh, but you are able to continue to make your way. Do y'all want to continue holding this open flame here near this ancient sewage? I bet we're releasing lots of methane. What do you mean, open flame? Well, lantern. some of y'all have lanterns and stuff, right? Um, so I was going to be using a fancy electroplasmic lamp. Fancy electroplasmic lamp? Yeah, I mean, that's what it just says uh, under lantern. There's two options. Oh. So using really? the one that will not cook us alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that available for everyone or is that a... Yeah, it's just a, a standard uh... item. Let me, let me, you know, pull it up here. But yeah. A fancy electroplasmic lamp or other light source. Yeah, I mean, I imagine we don't all have to burn a point to equip a lantern, but depending on if we get separated, for instance, or We didn't whatever. choose load at the beginning of this, did we? Yeah. No, of course. Uh, no, y'all didn't. I'm, I'm just defaulting to normal as usual. Normal yeah. as usual. So no, Jeremy, I, I, I think I'm going to say that we used our foresight and used non-flammable lanterns. Just trying to kill us. Continue to do this. He was just thinking about that movie Black Sheep and was like, ooh. You know what? Let's kill him. Okay, so uh, you're able to avoid that crowd by uh, ducking here into this filthy sewer. You continue on your way. As you make your way down this uh, this sewer, it looks like the map was right, that this does kind of parallel the road. Uh, it's behind the row of houses, so you're not too worried about whatever was in that street noticing you, but you realize that the noise isn't really going away. Like, you continue to hear the shuffling noise coming from that direction, but it doesn't sound like you're being followed. It just sounds like there's more of it. Like, that as you keep going, you're passing by more and more of whatever is shuffling on that street. Our destination is still going to take us through these shufflers. So it... It seems that that particular street is crowded with that shuffling in that same direction that you're going. So you get close to where you think the cistern's going to be uh, on the map. And when you poke your head up to see what's going on, uh, you can see that there is that cistern off in the distance. But you also see that there is something like up above it. There seems to be like some sort of like 
pulsating, fleshy mass that's clinging to the top of one of those girders. And underneath it, there are just a bunch of people milling about. Here's the Cthulhu stuff. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) It's coming eventually. You knew it was coming. Yep. So there's this elder god hanging from the ceiling and a bunch of his cultists or its cultists below it. Right where the cistern is, right? Uh, yep. It's right around the cistern. But when I look when I look up there with my spirit mask, I just see darkness. When you look at the thing that is clinging to the bottom of the city, uh, you do see something. When you look at the people underneath, you don't see anything. Uh. And that's when you realize that what you're looking at is something that's called a hollow. A human form that's had its soul shucked out of it and has been ambulated by some unknown force. They're very popular among ghosts because ghosts find them very easy to possess, but they are not common for sure. Mm. But there is a lot of them down here. If that's the same thing that was shuffling on the road, then there's probably a good, like, 300 hollows that you passed by and around the cistern so they're they're empty people essentially they're they've been ambulated but they're essentially dead so i don't need to feel bad about taking them apart uh that's correct all right i mean you can feel bad if you want to but i guess it's not a... no i don't think is is not capable of feeling bad don't lie uh, rude, I have cultivated that very carefully. I can feel bad if I need to, or at least <laughs> fake it well enough. Put too stressed down, you can feel bad. <laughs> I can make a convincingly guilty face. What do we know about hollows? Okay, here we go. A hollow. A living body without a spirit, usually dim-witted and easily controlled. Why don't you just, like, attune a ghost over there and move that thing out of the uh, way? Are they full of ghosts? Speaking of... Uh, none of them are full of ghosts. They... They're specifically unfull of ghosts. If it's a hollow, it has no ghost or spirit inside of it. Okay. It's just an ambient... But a ghost could go inside of one. Gotcha. We should get one of these for Rorik. Uh, funny he that you one. should mention that, because you definitely see Rorik's body down there. Ooh. <laughs> I'ma keep it. He's just kind of ambling around in that crowd. They're just walking around the cistern in a counterclockwise fashion. Um, I grab some of that glowing moss from uh, Tabitha's character, and I try and chuck it at Rorik's back so that we'll be able to identify him later. <laughs> incredibly toxic moss. It's not toxic. She's told me it's not toxic, and I believe everything she says, so. It's not that toxic. Just don't eat it. Sounds like a hunt roll. You're risky. <laughs> Should I go through with this, guys? I <laughs> or mean, I could just get a ghost to bring Rorg's body over to us. I mean, I would I, mean, I would recommend that. That sounds like a better option. All right. Did you bring a ghost with you? Because there are no ghosts down here. Oh, there's no ghosts. If we want to pick up Rorik's body afterwards i think we can do that but for right now maybe just put a pin in it getting ghosts inside these bodies to make the bodies do what i want is potentially helpful and if jeremy says that there are no ghosts in the environment and if i don't have any ghosts in my my spirit rock then i cannot do a whole lot but i cannot remember the last time i sucked a ghost into my rock (laughs) i feel like that you put a ghost into a bottle 
But I know I said that all of the ghosts in your rock were gone. Yeah, yeah when they you evaporated. attached the two rocks together. Yeah, and the bottles. I don't have any note. Um, I had part of Lysa's ghost in a vial. So you you want to? Put... Oh, I've got half of her her soul. I don't me. know if half so... a ghost is really gonna do what you want it to, though. I feel like we're getting it off. Might task. malfunction. Is the giant is the giant fleshy thing blocking our access to our goal? The giant fleshy thing is like a hundred feet up in the air, like it's clinging to yeah. one of those right, so things. Which, where, what direction is our is our actual goal? Uh, so it is the cistern that supposedly has this rod in it is currently surrounded by those hollows. Yeah, they're just, they're just the dead bodies. They're just shuffling, right? Yeah, yeah, they're just yep, normal they're just, dead I mean, bodies. They're just shuffling around, so which normal dead bodies shuffling corpses don't yeah. usually do. So let's just shuffle over there and shuffle into the crowd and shuffle over to the cistern and. So we're gonna do a shot of the dead here. Yeah, yeah, gonna... get what we need. I'm good at disguise. Sounds great. So why don't we make a group action roll? I'm not go. No, I'm not doing that. What are you doing then? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to have my my one ghost bullet that I'm going to be ready to fire if I need to. Okay. So you're going to so be covering So who all wants to go to the backs? cistern then? Hmm? I mean, I want to go. Hey Virgil, put these gills in your mouth. Gills? gills. Sorry. So we're going to be climbing into a cistern, right? It's probably full of water. Yeah, you, I'm not going. You want to be able to breathe. Yeah, but I you should say yeah, that for someone gills. who's going. Yeah, you're going. You should go with us. Iskara, you can you can you're going to you're good. This is your this is your whole thing. This everything is 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 this cry. So but I need to be able to observe it. I need to be taking notes. I can't you're going to be observing myself. it in the water. It's going to be really hard to do. If you if you people can't unfuck yourselves, Sophia's going to go over there by herself. <laughs> hey, hey, John, if you want to say that you have a spirit in a spirit bottle, that would just be a flashback. Mm, that's true. It, I don't think I need a flashback because I have half of Lysa's soul in a bottle. I, okay, that's in my notes. Okay. Because half of it got sucked into the rock, and the other half I kept in a bottle, so she didn't have her full soul while she was in the rock. All so right. I, I've got half of her her soul, and I feel like I can probably do something with that. I mean, we can all go in together. I don't see the need to do that, though. That's sort of what I was going for. All right, so who all's going to go towards the cistern? I'll go. I'm going to keep trying to convince people to put the gills in their mouth. I'll go, but I will not put gills in my mouth, because that sounds like a terrible idea. Okay. Well, why don't we make a uh, group check? It sounds like you're trying to prowl by blending into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got one pip in prowl. Well, I have one, but plus one. So anyone can lead the group action. Uh, that uh, What's going to happen is everyone's going to roll. You go with the best result, and the person who led the group action takes a stress for every roll that's not a six. E. It's still a risky roll, right? right? And you do not have to be the best in the skill to lead the group action. You don't even have to have the skill at all. I can take the stress if I need to. I've got five stress to burn. Okay. Uh, Risky standard, you said? We're still risky standard. Do we get any bonus dice for this? And it's not not a six. You only take a stress for one to threes. Oh, is it? Oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) That's a one for the listeners at home from Iskra. So can I I, I use foresight to assist teammates with us? Sure. Even though it's a group action? Uh, if you tell me how. Okay, well, I'm going to, I guess, sort of retro ca- uh, current actively uh, foresight on Iskra, so maybe she can get a bonus dice. Let's say, like, she's about to just, like, 
book it and i <laughs> i see that there's a zombie or a hollow my my apologies don't mean to use the wrong term a hollow coming around the corner so i reach out and yank iskra's shoulder and pull her back undercover uh and sort of wait wait for this thing to pass uh roll one more dice iskra all right one more time that's a five that's there better that's much better all right so we still need sophia who Just also a got a five Okay. And Cliff. I've only got one dice here. I don't know if I want to push myself. Well, you don't have to take the stress if you fail. Two. A two. Okay. (laughs) So, Tabitha, take one stress as you and your friends go across the channel. I only take one stress? Yeah. You take a stress for any one to three. Mm. Does anyone want to use a point of moxie to bump that up to a complete success or leave it as a mix? I will use a point of moxie. Okay. Moxie it up. So yeah, you moxie up and y'all are able to slip into the crowd and... Like, you get a lot of, like, blank looks but these aren't, like, zombies. They don't, like... They're not, like, moaning or anything. They're just shuffling about quietly. Like, they do look dead, but they're not, like, rotting. Some of them are in better shape than others. Like, some of them are very clearly, like, worn down. Like, their bodies aren't repairing themselves very well. But they're not exactly undead. They're just soulless. Except for Rorik. Rorik is very obviously... A reanimated corpse. He spent a few days in the canal and his throat was cut open. Would he have any, like, jewelry or, like, uh, anything on him? I feel like Eckerd probably would have taken all of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before he dropped this body off to whoever he did. Bitch. Yeah, so you're able to push your way through the crowd and make it to the edge of the cistern. Uh, So the cistern is... Um, like, it's probably, like, 50 feet by 50 feet. It's got this dark water in it that you can't really see the bottom of. In the very center of the cistern is the, uh, metal steel support pillar that that, uh, pulsating fleshy thing is clinging to. Does anyone have two or more pips in survey? Nope. I have zero pips. Does that help? Okay. Yeah, so y'all made it here. Okay, awesome. Uh, is it full of... Sorry, I, I might have just said this, so forgive me. Is it full of water, or is it empty? There's, like, this murky black water that your light's not really penetrating. I have a lantern that's also, like, a, a futuristic, you know, ectoplasmic lamp, so I imagine it would work underwater. Yeah. Uh, and I want to I wanna tie... I have climbing gear. I want to tie a rope to it and lower it down and see see how, like, deep the water is. See what I can see. You're pretty much okay. just yeah, ghost make a- glow sticks. <laughs> make, make a luck check. Isn't that just fortune? Yeah, fortune roll. Just to see how well it's waterproof. Okay. Six. It's it's very well waterproof. As the lamp goes down, the visibility is clearly, you know, diminishing quickly. Uh, it looks like it might be like 20 feet deep at the most. And I want to go on record. This is This is an old sailor technique when you have to see how deep the water is. You'd use these lamps. So Sophia, being an old sailor, would would have made sure she had a lamp that was effective. Oh yeah. Uh, can I see anything at the bottom? Like, what do I see down there? It looks like maybe towards the center of the cistern. It looks like there might be a building down there. A building in the cistern. This is mm-hmm. poor planning. You know what a cistern is, right, Jeremy? Yeah, it's where you keep water. 
It's a big town. And also a building for some reason. I mean, inside of it, there could be a building. You never heard of when cities do cistern cities? Sophia just, like, puts her feet, kind of braces her feet, and, like, looks for somewhere to tie the rope off, and is like, oh, you will. Someone go down and get this thing. And I found it, so... <laughs> All right. You gotta use those skills. Yes. Okay. It's the worst that could go wrong. I am gonna <laughs> pop some carefully altered Leviathan gills into my mouth. It's disgusting, and I'm going to carefully hanging onto that same rope that the lantern is tied off to. Uh, lower myself um, into the water and take a tentative breath. Can you make a prowess roll first? Prowess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, three, five, so- and a three. Yeah, so just take one stress as these uh, gills, like, physically worm their way through your throat and attach themselves to the outside. Okay, that's fun. That's interesting. I hope you enjoy your gills. I do enjoy my gills. Can I breathe with them? Not up here. (laughs) (laughs) Can I breathe the water with them? But you're facing the water. really breathe water. I just said I lowered myself into the water. Is it working? Yeah, it's not as good as regular gills, but... Yeah, because we have a baseline for what, how good regular gills This girl gills would never are. know. It's, She's uh, never not, had gills. It's not good as regular breathing, is what I meant to say. But <laughs> it's, uh, you have a feeling that you'd have to try real hard to drown. All right. I'm going to try... <laughs> but you could do it if you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lower myself a little bit further. Yeah, it's cold, it's clammy, and it's thick. Like, you're not 100% sure that this is completely water. Oh, I'm 100% like it sure it's not completely water. <laughs> so you brought eye protection too, didn't you, Iskra? Uh, I bet. I might want to put that on. Uh, yeah, I've got goggles. I bet it tastes just horrific on my gills. Like, just nasty. Yeah. Why do your gills have taste buds? Why not? It tastes like Virgil's old socks Ew. smell. Right. You know, you know how like have so. you ever had like? Yeah, I just have the one pair of socks. So. <laughs> have you ever like accidentally snorted like pool water? Like you've been swimming and like you accidentally, you know, actually yeah. take a breath in how it burns. Yeah, and it burns for mm-hmm. a bit. I imagine that's what you're feeling yeah. right now, but constantly just a yeah, probably. All right, uh, I'm gonna go a bit further. Okay, as all of this is happening, uh, Virgil from back in the direction that you came. Not down this uh, open air sewer that you've been squelching in for this past little while, but back down the road, you hear a clanging noise. It's a heavy, rhythmic, metallic clanging noise that seems to be getting closer. I I look toward it with my fine spirit mask. Yeah, there's definitely a glow of a person coming in this direction. Um, can I maneuver somewhere where I can be, like, higher? Uh, you wanna, like, try to get on top of one of the buildings on the side of that street? No, he's gonna Yeah, I wanna, I wanna try and get up so I can, like, easily both see this person and signal my comrades if I need to. So I'm gonna sort of put the lantern, like, in a, like, somewhere where it's not visible, and then try and get somewhere strategic what would that be like a survey yeah i was thinking like survey or or like prowl you know traverse obstacles you know that type of thing i've got the same number of pips in either so survey survey probably makes more sense yep understand what's going on sense trouble yeah so this is still risky standard and tabitha make sure to write on your character sheet that you have gills now (laughs) 
I'm an amphibian. Um, I rolled uh, one dice, and that was a two. So I'm definitely going to use Moxie that, I think. That would take it to like a partial success. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, I'll give you a choice. Either this thing sees you. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, either it doesn't see you or you warn your friends. I'm going to I'm going to go with it doesn't see me. Okay. but I can't warn my friends. I'm guessing not without it seeing you. Right. Yeah, right. I gotcha. You realize that either you're going to give yourself away or you're going to be able to give your friends the heads up. And after you see it, you decide that uh, your friends can handle it and you don't want this thing to see you because the Hulk clangs in the view. You can clearly hear pistons and pneumatic pumps chugging inside the metal carapace and the scent of ozone fills the road. Uh, the machine is proportioned like a man, but half again as big. The gleaming still is inlaid with enamel, gleaming white in the light. The head of the creature is represented as a white crow. Behind the darkened glass of the eyes, gears and lenses can be seen whirring in place. You still have your spirit mask on? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's Flint's ghost inside of that. Yeah, Flint, my boy. I knew he wasn't dead. Well, I mean, he's <laughs> entirely dead. Just hit him with lightning right right now. Just give him one. Just for, for all time's time sake, sake, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I assume this is the the giant kind of robots that um, spirits can inhabit that I was telling Iskra about. Last yeah, time. yeah. This yeah. this is called a hull. It's a uh, Sparkcraft machine that ghosts can pilot. You tend to not just find them laying around, though. They tend to be built for a person in particular to inhabit. Yeah, I'm going to come. So I, and I can tell it's it's Flint, right? Yep, you can tell it's Flint. Yep. He doesn't see you. Uh, he's walking down this street towards the cistern. And the road that he's walking down is full of these holes, but they're just kind of like parting way in front of him. It's full of mm-hmm. holes or hollows? Hollows, I'm sorry. I, I pull out my, uh, my stone and I say, Flint, my old friend, I think I want to compel you to visit me again so i'm gonna cast compel to compel him to leave the hull and come into my my rock so if i pass this attune check he has to do that oh boy can i help you with my lack of foresight i don't i don't think there's any way that anyone could help me do this (laughs) i'm wondering if that's something that you could do if you could pull a ghost out of that machine because they're built to keep ghosts inside them i think that you probably could do it it's gonna be at for this sort of thing i can't tell you that you can't do it if it's something that you want to do he really wants to what i can do is say that you can do it and it will have zero effect but if you can find a way to increase your effect to limited or standard or great then potentially there's a way that you could do it like maybe it's something that you wouldn't normally be able to do but because you have that ghost rock that does increase your effect to limited no i get you because compel does say like make a ghost appear and do what you say and i think it being inside the hull i don't think i can probably like rip souls out of people's bodies i'm gonna have to get creative well, here's a question so your your normal mm-hmm. powers you wouldn't be able to do this what exactly in like the laymanist terms does the um the goop that we have the barrel of goop that we have like what is that 
What is it, what can that be used for? It it powers stuff. It's, it's like, like a, a liquid battery. battery. So theoretically, if you were to I don't know, dip your ghost stone in this or I don't know, take a shot of ectoplasm. <laughs> that would give you enough jolt. Yeah, which I've done. Yeah, so I think what I I think the strategy I want to go with is I basically shove this rock inside the hole's frame. There you go. And it sucks the the soul out. I think that if I can get the rock close enough to Flint's soul, then I can get him in there. Like a magnet. Yeah, yeah, basically. So so then I have to decide do I want to be sneaky about it or I do do I want to like electrocute the hole and make it like shut down for a hot sec. So then I can do this. I mean, you do like lightning. I, I can't afford to do that very often. Um, after seeing the hollows sort of not really react to my friends, I think I'm going to try and sneak up behind the hull. Okay. Um, so just a real, word, real world question. It's 820 now. Um, yeah. This is obviously going to not wrap up in the next 10 minutes. No. So do we want to put a pin in it here? Or do we want to keep going and go past 830? Leave it on a cliffhanger. He's sneaking up to jam the rock in this thing. And then on the next episode of Moxie Crew. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So let's say that we're going to do that. The things that are going on currently, the hole is nearing my friends. I'm thinking I'm going to shove the rock in it. Put a rock in it. Iskra is diving down as well as Sophia toward this building that's in the cistern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Tobias just standing at the edge of the cistern, right? Pretty much, yeah. Like yeah. I hear, I hear the clanging noise. I saw you. I think dart you would off. be like I was just gonna... securing the rope and making sure it doesn't fall. Yeah, I mean, I have it's common yeah. gear, so I have, I have picked on, so the, I've tied the rope. Yeah. Because I'm Sophia's not just gonna hold it. <laughs> yeah, Sophia don't need no help. I'm gonna she let um, Virgil sort of do his thing, and if he fails, I'm gonna, you know, I'll, I'll be there to help if I can, but. Yeah, because you're you've probably like started hearing a banging and like you know turn around and you see something glinting. I'm like hiding behind distance. like I assume the cistern is like a wall or a whale, like a whale or something. Well, of course you're yeah. hiding. You're yeah. cliff climbing. <laughs> That's what I do apparently. <laughs> like I'm gonna duck behind a, a, some rubble or something, but I'm not gonna run away. Not yet, at any rate. Not yet. I, I he'll, I'm he'll used to jumping in the, the canal. Nearest. I'm used to jumping in the canal. water, but the water here is the bad thing, so I don't I don't know what to do. Just give yourself to the Elder Gods. So let's go ahead and do end of session stuff, because it is the end of a session. Uh, even though it's not the end of a heist, we still want to give you guys the stuff. So let's start with let's start with Sophia. All right, no desperate actions. Uh, we did it, I did address the challenge with sneaking, for deception influence, because I'm sneaking around uh, by the cistern. And I did express my background. Yes, you did. The lantern water thing. I don't think I struggled with my vice, so I'll take two. All right. Let's see. Who's up next? Virgil. No desperate actions. Dress a challenge with knowledge or arcane power. You almost did. You've been literally wearing the spirit mask, and then you're about to jam your, you know, yes. jam your. Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't jammed oh, yeah. and slammed yet. So, but yeah, spirit mask. Looking at ghosts. I would say check so for sure. Right. Express my beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Not particularly. Um, struggle with an issue, relay device. Not particularly. Uh, so one total. So that does fill my playbook. Yep. Um, so you can, if you have something you already know for an advancement, uh, you can pick it now or we'll save it for next time. 
I was thinking I'd get strange methods that lets me craft or create things with arcane features. So I can make, I figured me and, me and uh, Iskra could start collaborating on arcane weird chemicals and uh, objects. I like it. Yeah? Yeah. Cool, cool. And that, that's where I got the idea for the whole thing. So yeah. I'm going to take that. And so. you begin with one arcane design you already know, so. Yeah, I think I looked at it earlier, um, so I'll uh, I'll figure that out. Okay. All right, Iskra. All right. Um, there was no desperate actions. You addressed a challenge with technical skill or mayhem. I did do that by both having the uh, gills up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to let me count having a fistful of bioluminescent moss. I mean, you haven't done anything with it yet. I lit my way. But okay. You expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. I think shoving a bioengineered set of gills into my own body <laughs> counts as expressing one of my drives. Especially <laughs> after you, the player, knows that you got those with a double one roll. Yeah, so. this is going to end real badly. I'm probably going to die. But it, before I do, I'm going to advance because that's going to fill up my uh, playbook. Uh, and I did not... Yeah. Struggle with issues from my vice, I more indulge in issues from my vice, but I was going to take uh, Venomous. I am now Venomous, and I am immune to a Venom, uh, and I was going to take... That's that's all you're going to say about that? You're not going to talk about how you can push yourself to secrete it through your skin or saliva or exhale <laughs> it as a vapor? I was going to let that be a fun surprise later, but okay, Jeremy... <laughs> I can now secrete standstill poison and temporarily paralyze my enemies. There you go. Cliff. (laughs) All right. uh, XP for addressing a challenge with calculation or conspiracy. Uh, I think there was enough checking of maps and and whatnot to make that work. Uh, You expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Uh, Well, I think so far I've been pretty cowardly when it comes to things, you know, points of action. (laughs) So I think by trying to find the long way around and now hiding while Virgil handles the giant robot would count. Yeah, 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 I think that's fair. And uh, you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas. Like, uh, we really need to get some traumas here. Like, I hate to say it, but I need to be traumatized. traumas. (laughs) <laughs> that's the way to get XP. Yeah, give us some more desperate actions. Uh, but no, I'd say no. We didn't. We didn't really struggle, so can't say so. Such a white college student thing to say. I need some traumas. It'll <laughs> give me experience. God. <laughs> Who wants to read out for the crew? I can do the crew. We haven't executed an operation. Yeah. We were in the middle. I guess we haven't really yet contended with challenges above our current station. Yeah, you're definitely going to do that next time, though. Cool. That's good to know. I will say that with our extremely professional approach to the fence, we did bolster our crew's reputation. I would say we're pretty much expressing the goals. Drives inner conflict or central nature of the crew, because yeah. everyone is doing what they're... They're all on our spots, you know, Cliff's hiding. Jeremy's uh, John's about to murder someone with lightning. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually and getting the job done. Fini- I'm gonna finish the job. And y'all are <laughs> on this job to do the thing that y'all wanted to do. Yep. So is Virgil gonna actually try to finish killing Flint? So you gonna break I his mean, vow of non-murder, even though he's clearly already murdered a lot of people. Just Who so many murdered? people. Come on, no, no murder so done. So many me. people. Um, Tell that to the smoking corpses behind you. <laughs> you. Half of the people, half the shambling holes down here are your fault. 
Yeah. You guys are so mean. I would say that you probably see Bill and Ted down there, but I have a feeling that Iskra took them pretty well apart. Yeah, they're they're mostly, well, more or less still in our lair. And you you took them from the tavern to the lair? Why would I not? She did say, I'm pretty sure she said during that downtime that she was relieving stress by... Yeah, that sounds familiar. (laughs) All right. Listen, bioengineered gills don't come from nowhere. I needed to study throats. I hope you guys had fun with that. Like I said earlier, I do want to try to put what we do when we're playing more in y'all's court than just coming up with story stuff and trying to run a story. Like, I I want there to be story stuff in there, but I don't want that to be everything. Well, I mean, I, I I had fun with this here because it kind of felt like we were just making it up as we went. Like, I it's... Seems like you had a general idea of what you wanted, what kind of things you wanted to introduce. It sounds like you read enough of the book where you have enough hooks to to tell kind of stories that you want to tell. But giving us the reins, I, I felt I felt more engaged uh, this yeah. time than before it was, because yeah, it was we definitely did. a little bit more. I've I've kind of felt a couple of times that I want us to make a story. I want there to be a story, but I don't want it to be my story. I want it to be our story. I want us all to be invested in it. So if there is something that comes up or if you think that there's something that your character would like to do, let me know. That way I can build on that and introduce those sorts of things. Like John has been very interested in making sure that Flint's not dead. (laughs) I wanted to reintroduce him in a cool fashion. Oh, is Flint's body down here? Because you could kind of shuffle them back together. (laughs) Hmm, that's an idea yeah i mean i was thinking about other bodies that could be down here um like jeremy was saying like rorick's body's here and i think there's a we had talked about needing his body at one point yeah that ship is still but it'd be nice to bring it back to him yeah he might appreciate it i don't (laughs) know if he'll want it anymore yeah y'all could have y'all could have gone down here earlier when you wanted to get rorick's body because i think eckard told y'all about this place but he also warned you against dealing with the people who wanted Rorik's body. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I think Iskra would remember is the Circle of Flame. Yeah. No, I, I've enjoyed our last several um, uh, missions that we've had. You know, some of the like, like the noodle thing was, was a lot of fun. Even if it was incredibly goofy. <laughs> but I think that was why I had fun. Yeah, it was yeah. goofy. Like, like one of the things I wanted to do with this particular season is have it be less focused on like because that first season was very much about you know the gang war and us figuring out how we're playing the game and figuring out what the crew is and how it operates and i want this particular season to explore other areas of duskwall um which is why i wanted to go to silk shore and explore the underground here. Mm-hmm. We talked about Dunslow a little bit in that very first episode. You know, having some uh, encounters in other areas, I think, is fun. And it is a chance to introduce new NPCs. And, like, there's nothing saying that we have to be in Crow's Foot forever. If there's a different district that y'all really, really like, there's no reason why we can't go there for a bit uproot moxie and go to night market if you wanted when you have a big toolbox when you have a big sandbox it'd be difficult to start because you have all these options but now that we have some ideas now that we've got a basic establishment after the first act the first chapter whatever you called the you know the first eight episodes or whatever 
now that we have our bearings, I think it'll be easier for us to come up with these on our own. You know, in session one, you were like, all right, what do you do? Well, we don't know who the factions are. We barely know our own characters. This is it's analysis paralysis. There's too much. But now that we have these these borders, I guess, uh, it'd be a little easier for us to play along. So like now we know what Silkshore, I think, was the, uh, the district that we went to this time. It was our first time here. You know, now that we have these um, these plot hooks branching out, it'll be easier for us to to utilize those. Like uh, one thing I was doing, we were planning was kind of glancing at our our faction uh, relationships, and it's like, well, how can we now that we know a little bit more about it, how can we branch out beyond the red sashes and the the land blacks and whatnot? You know, so it's gonna be stuff like that. Like we're just gonna have to get more hooks as we play naturally, narratively, to to build on. Mm-hmm.